Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Uh, before we get into things, man, we missed a few weeks. We did a couple special editions, so there's a lot of news to get to. But first things first, as always, we have to hit the wrestler of the pod. That we do. That we do. So, uh, Stevie Jobber, why don't you take it away, man? Tell us who is this week's wrestler of the pod. Uh, I got I got a I got a fun guy. You guys like you guys need to check out. I, I usually am not for um, a lot of the dancing wrestlers. Uh, as history will tell you, but I like this guy. Um, and it might be because he reminds me of the famous um, freestyle dancer fiction um, because his face looks just like him, which is hilarious because they both dance. Uh, but he's actually very, very good in the ring. Um, and you can tell by the notable names he's been in there with. He's been wrestling across a lot of the indie shows, mostly uh, seen in hog wrestling. He's been next to the notorious Mimi. He's been next to Rich Swan, who's also a dancing wrestler. Um, his name is Encore Moore or Encore Showtime, if you've been reading the flyers. Um, but he's really good. He's really athletic. He's um, he's an ambassador for those Bang Energy Bars, which is uh, which is pretty funny because he he he's incorporated it into his character. So not only is he an ambassador, but he'll have a belt that has the Bang logo on it, like he's the champion of Bang. Oh, okay. um, it's pretty fun. I, you, you can tell when you watch the videos that. When he comes out, there's a certain atmosphere about him, but the guy can go in the ring. So um, check him out, guys. Encore more or Encore Showtime. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. All right, right on, right on. Definitely not no, uh, not a no way Jose type of character. No, 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 no. All right, well that's pretty cool though. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to check him out because uh, I don't really know too much about the dude. Um. But like you said earlier, bro, we've been gone for – well, not gone, but we've just had a lot going on, man. We had a special edition thrown in there. Mm-hmm. We, had the, we had the interview with Alex Kane. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't heard that, go check it out. That was last week's episode. Yeah, please, on YouTube and on uh, all podcasting platforms. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out because that was a great episode. But we missed a – like, we, we didn't discuss a lot. Mm-hmm. And this this seems like the past two weeks have been a roller coaster of a two weeks, if there ever was some. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna do something a little bit different. Normally, WWE is towards the end, but because there was so much to get through within the last couple of weeks, WWE is gonna kick it off for us this week. Um, first things first, as the news is broken already, I'm pretty sure we all know about it, but. Wouldn't be us if we didn't address it. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, has passed away. And this came as quite a shock to the wrestling community, considering the fact he's not as old as most wrestlers who pass away are. Um, He had complications during a surgery. I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, 
he was getting hip surgery and he had like three heart attacks. Mm. Um, which is which is a crying shame. Uh, um, definitely taken too soon. Uh, they put him on life support, but they were trying to get his family and his closest friends together for when the time came to take him off. And the news broke on WWE that he had passed away. So just prayers out to Scott Hall's family, his friends, um, fans, anybody that's been affected by this, because this is definitely a tough one to swallow for sure. Serious, man. Um, it's just it's just disappointing. It's uh, it's so soon. And Scott was a legend. He's one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. He just has such a swagger about him and uh, charisma that just never failed. And we watched him. Uh, we watched his whole recovery. Anybody that's you know seen the early success of DDP Yoga. Um, and how DDP kind of helped him turn his life around, and yeah, it's just it's just disappointing, man. Yeah, but yeah. Prayers, prayers out to the clique, his family, um, anybody else that he's inspired. He was a he's he's just he was just the best, man. Yeah, definitely one of the uh, one of those people who have left who left a mark on wrestling for the better. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you think of the memories with Scott Hall whether he was being Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, there's just too many memories that stick out. You got him him and Sean for the Intercontinental title. You got him popping up on WCW. Uh, you, got, you got the stuff with Sting, with Goldberg. Uh, you got The Rock. Like, there's just... Um, and he even got, had a, a mania with Austin. Yeah, I was just about to say the mania with Austin, which, by the way, was one of the funniest ways i've seen somebody take the stunner it, it is an iconic it is an iconic sell yeah yeah that dude literally jumped like at least five feet in the air after he took that stunner mm-hmm. yeah but like you said prayers out to his family his friends fans colleagues anybody that was affected by this because this was a tough one um and speaking of more tough news this past week on smackdown um Big E managed to break his neck mm. by um taking a belly to belly or not a belly to belly and over an overhead suplex by Ridge Holland. Mm-hmm. Um and just yeah landed wrong on his head. And I think they I believe they said it was the C1 and the C6 vertebrae were fractured. Mm-hmm. Um he's not gonna need surgery, which is a good thing. Um, he is going to miss some time though. And physical therapy is definitely going to be a pain, but you know, it, it's good news that he doesn't need surgery. It could have, it could have went a lot worse for him. A lot worse, a lot worse. And, you know, just to see the out, the outpouring of support from everybody all over, you got AEW people, you got current WWE people, former WWE people, mm-hmm. you got legends, you got people that aren't even in the business, but are still fans of the business. And then you got regular people like you and me. Like it's it's crazy how like how much people love that dude and we're genuinely just hoping that he's okay and giving him like just good vibes all the way through it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 
I hope you recovers well, fast. It's not rushed, and um, I know when he when he does come back, it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't mean to be kind of corny, but we're gonna feel the power. <laughs> nah, but oh yeah, like you said, speedy recovery. Hopefully, everything turns out great. Good news is he doesn't need surgery, so that's always a plus. But. Mm-hmm. Just heal up, champ. Get get well soon. Don't rush yourself back. You know it'll be everything will be here when you get back. Absolutely, man. Um, well, since we're off the since we're off the uh, the kind of sad news, uh, that's some good news. So, I believe it was this past week that we finally got a ricochet sighting. Mm-hmm. And this ended with Ricochet getting up out of catering and becoming our new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy about it. It uh, it serves its purpose. I, I feel like I know why they did it, but I'm not mad about it. It uh, it felt situational, but <laughs> what do I care? We live in a world where Dolph Ziggler is NXT Champion. Finn Balor is United States champion and Ricochet is intercontinental champion. I mean, I mean if, if their whole goal is to just throw us a bowl while they get their, their stuff off, then I mean, fine by me, man. Fine, fine by me. Honestly, that that's what it feels like. And I feel like this is happening. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's because of the Pat McAfee interview, but ever since then, when he asked that question, do you listen to fans on the internet? And Vince was like, not really. It mm. seems like he's been listening to the fans on the internet. He got <laughs> back. I mean, just think about it. He gave Balor a title. You gave Ricochet a title. Dolph is doing something good. I mean, mm. granted, he's still with, you know, his tag team, but Dolph's doing something good. Mm-hmm. And it gives Bobby I something think this to do. Just, yeah, I think nothing. this is his way of saying Sorry. I think this is his way of saying sorry for dropping the ball with Cesaro. <laughs> right. Before the backlash of losing Cesaro comes, let me put the belt on all their favorite uh, uh-huh. guys that never get a shot. Cause I'm, exactly. I'm happy to see, I'm happy to see all of it. I'm happy Ricochet can hold a title after however long he's been sulking in the mid card. Uh, I'm happy that Finn can get some sort of a break because we all know he's just here as a, a space filler so they can keep him away from AEW and New Japan. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to see, I'm happy to see uh, uh, Dolph as an NXT champion because for once he feels like Dolph Ziggler again. Yeah, th- that was still, that was still a bit of a surprise for me, but Hey, like you said, Dolph's surprise. a champ. So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, it, it, it's not a surprise I'm upset about by any means. It's a surprise that's like, oh wow, you actually did that. Okay. Yeah. yeah so for it. So those champs had been crowned. Um, so I wanted. To, I want to real quick discuss a former champion who is undergone a name change. Oh no! So yeah. that yeah, we we're gonna have to address this elephant in the room because I, I I got a feeling I already know where you stand on this. 
You can't win uh, them all, Butch, guys. Butch made his way to SmackDown Live. Um, and if those of you don't know who Butch is, Butch just so happens to be Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight. <laughs> like, I, I'll say that again just so it can register. Butch is the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. Butch. Why? Gunther and Butch. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, yo. We, you... we were talking in the in the <laughs> yo, real quick. Like, I, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, show me a good UK star, and I'll show you a name change. <laughs> <laughs> But is Tyler Bate still Tyler Bate? Yeah, because he's not he's he's not relevant. <laughs> I, I, I was I was gonna say he he he's gonna be the next one. It's either gonna be him or uh uh this guy um Yo, dragging off. I couldn't have thought I I didn't think it could get more racist than um you know what this sounds like? What does it sound like? This sounds like the movie Dodgeball. Blade, blazer, taser, <laughs> razor, Michelle. Uh, and then you're going to get just Fran Skalinoskovich somewhere. This is terrible, man. This is terrible. Look, if they would have yeah, kept... so they had they had Ridge Holland, Seamus, and then they put Butch in there and these tight plaid pants. A, 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 a white, what is it? A white beater and a, and and suspenders. He looks like the, Seamus if you put Seamus in dog, the dryer. Dog, dog. For once, Seamus has a faction. And the only bad part about it is that they're the Irish version of the Mexicals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're Damn. just as racist, but it's Irish. <laughs> And of all the people to be okay with this, it's Seamus. Oh man, Seamus is a Seamus is a dude notoriously known for speaking his mind and and not keeping his mouth shut. This this shit is more Irish than Finland. <laughs> like damn, man, it's crazy. I even heard Pat McAfee say, was it Pat McAfee? I heard somebody, I heard somebody it, it on there was. say he loves to fight. I was like, ain't this some <laughs> Yeah, that was Pat McAfee. Like, damn, next thing you know, Hornswoggle gonna be the mascot. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Horn, right. Hornswoggle for next thing manager. you know, Finley gonna show up there with Hornswoggle and they're gonna be managing the team. Uh-huh. Terrible man, terrible. I mean, Pete. Pete. They're gonna be the, the nation, the nation of Irish domination. <laughs> terrible. One of us goes to war. We all go to war. Right. <laughs> oh, too, too much. They really named him Butch, like Butch, Seamus, and 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 Ridge Holland. No, they're, they're gonna. We were talking about this in the fanatics chat. They're gonna change Ridge Holland. Oh my God! To Blader. To Blader. <laughs> because you got the butcher and the blade. 
And now oh, you're going to have stop. Butch and the Blader. And, and, they're, and they're going to bring up Casey Catanzaro. And instead of calling her the bunny, they're going to call her the rabbit. Stop it. That's so terrible, man. Oh man, it's I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's um, terrible. It's terrible. Well, why? If you, if you're from the NXT UK, you're gonna get a name change eventually, like you just said. Tyler Bate, Ilya Dragunov. I hope you guys enjoy y'all names while you got them, because facts. Vince wait is trying till, to wait reassemble. Ilya, wait, wait till Ilya Dragunov come there, and then. <laughs> I don't even know what racist ass name you can <laughs> after Butch. What's more, what's more clearly Irish racist than Butch? <laughs> they already made they already made Happy Corbin and, and Mad Cat Moss like straight 70s assholes. Like not even, not even 70. <laughs> just just straight out of like mafia casino assholes. Like they're 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 taking this back to the eighties, dude. Everyone's gonna have a fucking character. Man, if we if we if we're just having characters, bring back Deuce and Domino for all that matter. But this is the problem. Nobody we're, wants to talk about it. But the eighties were mad. <laughs> we're mad fucked up character wise. Like, oh man, you know how racist all those characters would be now. Like. <laughs> This is not right. This is not right. I mean, you could just look at the you could just look at some of the characters from the 2000s and think the same thing. Like you said, the Mexicals, you can go to Lance Cade and Trevor right. Murdoch. Right. Go to, oh my you, God. Yes. You, you, Kung Fu Naki. Kung Fu Naki. Doug. Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh my God. <laughs> Jamie Noble. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible what they did to my guy. Just ruined the validity of everyone. This is how many times? How many times? One name change, dog. From Walter to Gunther, and nobody cared about him. He's done the Butch, from Piper Niven to Dewdrop. Like, like we just we're just ruining everybody with name change, man. It's the saddest thing. Bearcat. To Bearcat. Yeah, like, come on, dog. Come on, man. Come on, man. What are we doing here? Uh, Uh, Well, Vince. uh, Enough of poking WWE while they're down, or in this case, you know, just stomping on them while they're down. Uh, They actually managed to get fans excited um, with a tease. And I don't know how I feel about this. Um. But we could potentially at WrestleMania potentially have a Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin match. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let you take it first and tell me what you think about it because I, I I have my opinion, but I want to hear what you say first. Um, I think they need to nail down what it is. I if it's think, like a, if it's like a, just the interview segment like the KO yeah, show. Or is it a, is it a match or is it a segment? Is it a segment that's going to turn into a match? What are we doing? I think they first need to nail down what it is we're going to do. Because if a segment turned into a match, I'm fine with that. 
Um, and I think if you're trying to have a safe match, then make it a 10 minute spot fest and have a, a good old 90s match and do it like rock and Austin style where they just hit spots and there's a lot of charisma and then we yeah. get some good stunner payoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you don't need much. I just need you to preserve the legacy of Stone Cold. And because because I'm not because I'm, I have all the faith in the world in Kevin. Um, yeah. And I know Kevin will be safe with him. I'm not worried about that. Um, and I'm sure Austin can still figure out a match. Uh, uh, probably better yeah. than anybody. So as long as they make sure to preserve the memory of what Stone Cold is supposed to be, I'm totally fine with whatever they do, unless it's just the talk show segment. Mm-hmm. Because you've you've kind of put it in the space to where we could be getting a match, but we're not sure. Yeah. I want you to be sure. And I want it to be a match because if it's just a segment, it's going to be disappointing. I can agree. Um, but I, me personally, as a fan, now this is no knock to what anybody else may think or what how anybody else might feel. It's just me personally. Part of me does not want the match to happen just because of what you said, legacy. We've seen so many people come back and do that one last match or whatever, and it just doesn't pan out. It, it, it just, like, kind of puts them further back. Like, we've seen it when Goldberg had that match with uh, Taker. That yeah. threw Goldberg back. Yeah. We've seen it when Sean came back. That threw Sean back. We've seen it when Kane came back. It threw Kane way back. Like, it just it's very rare that somebody who's been out of action a long time like that comes back and does it right. Like well, edge. When I was gonna say when edge first came back, he did it right. Yeah. And I just, I don't want them to ruin Austin's mystique the way it kind of ruins Sean's a little bit Yeah, because Austin's one of those people that the legend got bigger after he retired. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like he, he became more badass in the eyes of wrestling fans as he retired. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I but I feel like they're able to pull it off um this time only because the the great thing about Austin that makes him different from the rock and different from uh hbk and uh um uh, kane and them is that austin doesn't have to especially if you keep the match to um seven to ten minutes austin doesn't really have to pull out too many wrestling moves because he's such a brawler yeah so we don't need to do a whole lot of wrestling spots. That doesn't have to be what this is, mm-hmm. especially since you're with Kevin, whose persona was 
uh, uh, more of a prize fighter. They can just kind of go in there and fight, have some good spots, throwing each other around, talking to the camera. Yeah. You know, just doing playing it up for the fans. You can do kind of a what I want if I get a match is not a classic. What I want is John Cena challenging The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But the other way around. But the other way around. The way like that you you Austin goes over. Right. It, it it would be in the way that um they didn't have a very long match at all, but you were very satisfied with what you got. Like it was enough. They didn't overdo it. You weren't expecting a classic yeah, yeah. from Johnson no, and Taker. No, no, I wasn't, but you yeah. just want to take it to I, go I, in there, do a couple of his moves and put I the get guy what away. You're I get that's what you're that's saying, all yeah. I want. I just want, I want, um, I don't even need an apron powerbomb. I feel like that would be the biggest spot of the match. But I, yeah. I, I need, I need um, not even a pop-up. I could do with you guys fighting in the ring, fighting out the ring, throwing some inanimate object at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I need Owens to pull off the stunner and get in Austin's face and Austin to kick out. I need Austin to do the Fez press, the elbows, the stunner, maybe a stunner again, and yeah. then win the match. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Have a couple beers. Yeah, and you can, have Kevin get you up. You can get that. Stun him one more time. You can do that in like a, in like a six, seven minute time frame. Exactly. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. Yeah, I I just hope they don't ruin Austin. That that's all. That that's me as the fan. I don't want them to ruin Austin. Yeah, as long as I feel like as long as they don't go overboard and try to like put Austin back in there like he's edge, they're totally fine. Because Austin doesn't even have a kind of style where he needs to even put himself in a position to get embarrassed. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. um, and the way that. And this is this is gonna sound terrible, but you're gonna get it for two different reasons. Um, he's kind of in a spot like bringing Mick Foley back as a spot. Yeah, yeah. Mick Foley's not getting in there to wrestle. You know yeah. what I mean? He's gonna get his moves off, and then he, and then they're gonna put it away. Yeah, like Mick's gonna come back and do what Mick's known to do, but Mick's not gonna do anything too too outlandish to try to appeal to the younger crowd exactly like the outlandish stuff mick did when he came back wasn't really outlandish because it was just mick being mick exactly see the stuff with the stuff with um the stuff with goldberg and um and sean is different because sean did moonsault sean did mm-hmm. well-timed super kicks kip-ups elbow drop uh, you know what i mean he did he did extra stuff yeah and and Kane, you know, he was already he's already like not the fastest guy, so you know the top yeah clothes lines and stuff is like they're, they're not as crisp as they once were exactly. So the, you can see where they went wrong with that, but with Austin, fists are most of the match. Yep. So you fist, can kind of fist get it and off. gut kicks, fist and gut uh, gut kicks, pretty much. But we'll but we'll see we'll see where it ends up. I, I will say though. If there's anyone you had to do it with, Kevin was the choice. There was nobody, in my opinion, there was nobody else that had to do that match except for Kevin. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the best guy to do it. Do you think the other rumor is going to happen for Seth Rollins? Um, Should we talk about that? Have you heard the rumor? Yeah, real, yeah, real quick, because I don't know what the rumor is. The rumor is that um, because the plan oh, for them wait. not to go, yep, yeah, because the plan not for them to be tag team champions going into WrestleMania <laughs> did not happen. Kevin is getting Stone Cold, and Seth Rollins might be getting Cody Rhodes. Um, if that was to happen, that would probably be the most ridiculous pop of that. That's probably going to be the biggest pop. That'll probably be Edge return at the Rumble when he came back after nine years. That that's the type of pop it'll probably be. I mean, Cody hasn't been gone nine years. It hasn't been a neck injury for Cody. But just given the history, like, dude, you were a shit character when you left. You left as fucking Stardust or Star, what, <laughs> whatever, whatever gold member, whatever your name was. Um, you started AEW. You were the VP of AEW. Mm-hmm. You had some of the most memorable indie moments of the last few years with Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And now you're a free agent, quote unquote, and could potentially come back to the place that you left for the BS that they were doing and have a match with Seth your first night back at Mania. That would be pretty badass. Mm-hmm. That would dude, get me that would get me jumping out my seat. Dude, they are having match of the fucking night. Because yeah. I, I've said this, I've, I've said this plenty of times. I repeat myself a lot on this show, but Cody Rhodes doesn't never had to be the most skilled um, technical high-flying wrestler in the world the thing Cody knew how to do in and outside of the ring better than anything else is tell a story yeah leave people talking and that's inside the ring that's outside the ring so Cody coming back for uh, a Seth Rollins who's essentially a Triple H guy um, one thing Seth's going to do is put together a fantastic match. So you're going to have two amazing storytellers in that ring that don't need mm-hmm. much of promo. They might have to do one promo, just one. Yeah. And you give them 20, 25 minutes and they're giving you the match of the night. Absolutely. That would probably be moment of the year. Seriously, it'd be two of the biggest workhorses ever. Yeah, Cody popping up at Mania would probably be moment of the year in all of wrestling. And not just WWE. I don't think AEW even tops it. The only way AEW tops it is if they manage by some stroke of fucking luck or whatever, they manage to get AJ Mm. or Finn. Or one of the older Bullet Club guys. Right, they would have to get that's somebody big. Like John Cena might have to pop up on AEW TV right. in a damn Peacemaker outfit. Right. This is going to be their revenge for uh, Punk showing up on AEW. Oh, my God. That would be so badass. Imagine <laughs> Cody comes out. Cody comes down to run. Like, 
comes out of gorilla, makes it to the top of the ramp and does the down on one knee, wipe the floor and then goes, <laughs> just taps his wrist and then just winks at the camera and walks to the ring. Mm-mm. Like, oh, that's a little shot, ain't it? You know the first line of his promo, right? They're gonna be, they're gonna be going crazy. It's gonna be like Triple H when he came back from tearing his quad the first time, and he's gonna wait for everybody to quiet down. And his first line is gonna be, "It's not Stardust." Stardust uh, <laughs> isn't here because that's the that's that's the pop. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going crazy after that. I'm going- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, but you, I mean, that's the rumor. And if it happens, it'll it'll be match of the night. Yeah, I, I say I say moment of the year. We, we we if we ever get the slammies back, that's it. That's one of the damn slammy. Absolutely. Um, but that's all I have for WWE. Before we jump over to AEW. There is, there is a war upon us right now, ladies and gentlemen. And no, we are not talking about the Russian war and the Ukraine war. We are talking about Bullet Club Dilemmas. Mm-hmm. On one side of the coin, you have Switchblade, King Switch. On the other side, you have Tamatonga and the G.O.D. And I am in a conundrum. Uh, I would. Uh, they were talking on New Japan, and Jay White wants the rest of Bullet Club to make a decision on if they're mm-hmm. with Tama Tonga or if they're with King Switchblade and Bullet Club. What's it gonna be, man? Um, not everyone. I don't think everyone's made their decision, but we know one person has. And it kind of pissed me off. This is your guy. It is my guy. But uh, the OG, one of the OGs, Bad Luck Fale, mm-hmm. is aligning with King Switch. And Did you think it would happen? No. And I was like, God damn it, not him. <laughs> Anyone but him. You guys could have took Bone Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been okay know. with Bone Soldier. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Bone Soldier. Well, now I kind of want Bone Soldier to come over to Tama Tonga because Tama needs somebody. Tama does need somebody. They need somebody. Yeah. And it I can't just be G.O.D. Y'all can't just kick all the G.O.D. out. Yeah, hey, I don't know, man. Fire Squad might have to come back and unleash hell unless we get a crossover with G.O.D. and Violence by Design. Um... But Lord knows they ain't gonna get Finn. Yeah, damn shame. Damn shame. See, that's that why they get it. That would have been that, the time. That that that's why they gave Finn the title. Mm-mm-mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we don't that want you get one. we're not letting you get any ideas. So here's a title. Keep your mind occupied. Damn well, Finn would have came right back. Uh-huh. Finn would have brought some order to that I shit. choose G-O-D. This is my bullet club. But so I want to ask you, are you team switch or are you team G-O-D? I don't know, man. See, this is my thing. Like, 
I I just we have really come to enjoy King Switch. Yes, that we have. But at the same time, I really love Tomatonga. Mm-hmm. It's a dilemma. And but it's a I good don't dilemma. know the Switchblade has been winning all of his promo battles because I've recently heard the promo between um, Switchblade and Alex Shelley, who made a very, very yeah. good point that uh, he's kind of helped cultivate uh, everything we currently know and love about wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit, it was him, Chris Saban, and AJ Styles, but he made a very convincing argument. Yeah. And it, it seems like, the, the point of that is this. I feel like I could easily be for the other guy. Okay. Like Switch doesn't have a, an aura about him that makes him totally undeniable. Yeah, like like you know he's great, but he 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 doesn't have the 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 special quality. He doesn't he doesn't have that thing that'll make me stay with him, even though he's the bad guy. Like I'm still yeah. kind of rooting for the other guys. Like like he doesn't he doesn't have that Roman Reigns esque. Right, that Into. that kind of Triple H thing where like he's a he's not the good guy here, but I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I, I so I might be Team God. All right, you're Team God. I think well, I'm Team God. Since you just sat there and made up your mind, Stevie Jobber. I've known what I was going to do for a long time. (laughs) I am with the OG Tomatonga, and I am with Team G.O.D. as well in this battle. This is what it is, man. you, You can't, I mean, Switch, you've been doing great, man. We love you, but you don't turn on the original. That's the one rule with the remakes. Yeah, don't you, fuck you, with the original. Yeah, that's the rule of remakes. Don't fuck with the original. You already corrupted one original, technically two. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting. You ain't getting to the one with the. You ain't getting to the one with the brains on the operation. The one that I've been saying should have been leader when uh, since like Kenny left. Yeah, basically, since Jay White came in, yeah, I have been saying that, <laughs> and I mean, switch switch grew on me, but still, I, I did say that. It, it took time. It literally took switch until like last year to grow on us. Mm-hmm. Co- the COVID era was the best thing to happen to him because he was able to find himself. That's true. That's true. Him almost losing all credit as Bullet Club leader really did kind of reshape his whole character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see how he deals with this. If he can somehow come out of this better, then maybe he is the leader that we we want him to be. Yeah, but, you know, only and time. If not, time. If only not I'm totally fine with it. Because I'm totally, I'm totally cool with Tomatonga just, you know, 
doing his thing. Yeah. Um, well, that was what I had for Bullet Club. Next, we have AW on the docket. So, Stevie Jobber, why don't you tell us some of the things that happened within Man, the last is, couple of weeks? There is so much news. I'm trying to categorize it in order of importance. Um, but it's a lot of stuff. Let's go with the obvious. Um, oh, you know what? The less this is probably the least important thing. Um, it's important to me, but may not be as important to other people. But the inner circle is done. It is dead and gone. There is no ride. more inner circle. Hell of a ride, boys. Hell of a ride. I mean, mostly only Jericho and Sam Guevara actually profited from it. And it was still more mostly Sam Guevara. But we won't talk about that. It was a hell of a ride. It was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great when it began. But we are far ways away from that. Yep. What happened was Sammy saw the issues between the pride and the powerful who honestly were not getting their break. And it was very weird. And everyone was kind of wondering why they had kind of gotten left behind to be left behind until Jericho needed them. Um, and then they had this implosion with Jericho. They beat Jericho in this match. And then it seemed like everybody was going to be cool. And then the Eddie Kingston thing happened. And he didn't shake his hand. And they weren't very good about that. And then he just turned on him. He turned on Eddie. He turned on Pride and the Powerful. Santana and Ortiz then kind of forced Hager to make a decision. He turned on him. Uh, so Sammy was already out. Hager's with Jericho. The uh, the Santana and Ortiz are getting turned on with Eddie. Saw this coming. What I didn't see coming was this all kind of started because 2.0 came out. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia um came out and attempted to jump i guess both of them but kind of just eddie Mm because that's where chris turned and they created this um tag team with i'm not tag team they created their stable kind of on the spot yeah um they on the spot created a new stable with a worse name than inner circle the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is not a ripoff of the Straight Edge Society and is not totally a plot device to continue to get Jericho over. Yeah. Not going to lie. When you told me this happened and I seen the playback, you just said new faction. I seen it and I'm like, who the hell is that guy? Who the hell are these guys? I it kind of it kind of gave me like a brain fart, but I mean, hey, you know, it got him off AEW dark. So, well, yeah, well, see, this is the thing because 
2.0 and, and Daniel Garcia are mostly on AW Dark. They had um, some good segments for a while with uh, Moxley, um, with Moxley. Were they doing something with um... with, with Moxley, Eddie, and um, Darby Allen? But that was before Moxley even went to rehab. So they were kind of on Rampage for a little bit and were never really on Dynamite. They were kind of on Dark and the Rampage only. And I guess, I don't know. I guess, I guess they just decided Jericho should recreate the inner circle and call it something else. So they they was like, all right, well, here's these guys that have been doing really well, but no one's been seeing. Let's just, I mean, you know. Unless this is Tony Khan's way or Jericho's way of giving back to the younger talent and, you know, just molding people under his wing, then, you know, hey, let's see where it goes. Jericho has a lot of experience in the business. He can teach damn near anybody a thing or two. Mm-hmm. So Essen- you're saying essentially he, he might be trying to do what Daniel was saying that he was trying to do. Yeah, like I don't if that's if that's what this is for then okay i mean i don't i don't think i'm gonna like it more than i like the inner circle but you know if this is just the way so jericho could teach these guys a thing or two behind the scenes and you know just hey this is what you should be doing or just show them some stuff mm-hmm. then you know what i'm here for it we can we can see what happens we can see how these dice turn out but i just not a like right out the gate not the biggest fan especially when um I forget the guy's name. I don't know who it was when they when they power bombed Eddie through the table. Uh, no, that that was Hager. My bad. Well, <laughs> even then, that that even then that started off that ended kind of bad because fucking Eddie damn near almost hurt his neck. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 recovered it and made it less bad than what it could have been. But yeah, that was just bad. I, maybe it was just the segment that threw it off for me. It, it may be, but it, I mean, it, it was it was awkward for me as well. So, but I mean, hopefully it's better for them. But the 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 good thing to me here is that Eddie and Eddie has beaten Chris Jericho. They've mm-hmm. had at least part of the segment was spent really putting Eddie over as um, Eddie first and foremost. Yeah. And is Eddie being um, a guy that could main event? Yeah, That's really what that beginning part of it was. It was recognition that Eddie could win the big one. Did they believe in Eddie and his progress and that he could potentially become a real main eventer um, instead of just this guy that's been playing the background? Which, if anybody who reads... The Dangerous Jobbers website, <laughs> I kind of put this in an article that they need to take him more mm-hmm. seriously. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this um, is not a coincidence. Uh, book me for writing. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing to me is that Santana and Ortiz are free and Eddie's established as a main event. Um, bigger than this because there's a lot more stuff. Let's go to the obvious thing. If you've been living under a rock all last week, maybe you don't know, but I feel like the entire world knows now that uh, Jeff Hardy 
is in AEW officially. They have memed about it all around the wrestling community with him dancing down the ramp before actually helping Matt while he was getting jumped and kicked out of the uh, AHFO. Yeah. And now Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy. And we got a brilliant moment with the Hardys and Sting and Darby. Um, I'm just going to say to our listeners, if you don't know, Jeff Hardy has been one of my favorite wrestlers my entire life. He's been up there. He, I mean, he's, he's obviously not the greatest wrestler by any stretch, but just the style, the, the charisma, like he was one, he was one of them guys for me. Mm-hmm. Like Stevie Jobber, you know, you've seen me in high school on top of big giant snow banks, do swanton bombs off of it onto other people. Sometimes just swanton bomb and hit the floor. <laughs> but um, that video is circulating somewhere. I think Mrs. Jobber has it. Mm-hmm. But um, when I heard the news and I watched it back, I, being the Jeff Hardy fan that I am, did not care. Really? Yeah, you didn't care. No, I remember this. Um, I mean, and I, I don't know if it's just, you know, this has happened one too many times. I mean, I'm glad that it turns out he was fired on BS. I'm really glad about that. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Um, I'm glad that he's with a company that most likely won't fire him on some BS. That'll just that, you know, somebody that actually takes care of their talent 90% of the time, majority of the time, but it's just, I feel like the nostalgia is worn off. The, the, the pop that I got out of it was, Holy crap. He's using a, his song from WWE. Mm. Like how they, how they swindled that. I don't know. Maybe, you know, just Jeff has the rights to the song. I don't know, but that was the biggest shock for me was, oh, damn, he's coming out to the WWE song of his. Like, he, he ain't coming out to Modest. He's not coming out to another me. I might have popped he's, harder he's for, for Modest. To, I'll be honest with you. I might have popped harder yeah, for Modest. Yeah. The, but I, maybe it was just the nostalgia's worn off for me. It's just Jeff doesn't really – I mean, Matt doesn't either. Like, they don't do it anymore. It's not – it's just well, not for me. Like, I, I'm just well, not there. Take it like – take it like this. Um, think of it less as a nostalgia thing and more of um, a last run. And I'm sure we've thought of Jeff on his last run for like a while now, but yeah, and and that, I, I, and that's I, why. Yeah, I truly believe that Matt thinks it's this time, and Jeff really needs it to be. Yeah, their last, their last thing, and they know they can I mean, have good creative control in AEW, and um, it's been said behind the scenes that. Tony Khan and the office are more of an idea kind of thing where if you, they operate kind of like the guys in the nineties, if you bring them an idea, they'll try it. So 
Yeah. I feel like they can come up with how to put their last run in in a good way. And um, they can go out how they want to go out and we'll feel good about it. So maybe it's it's not a pop. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not as it's not as cool in the sense of um, Jeff Hardy being back as Jeff Hardy. But more so is the, like he's free to have his last run in a way that doesn't put a sour taste in everyone's mouth, like uh, yeah. like Kurt Angle's was. Yeah, you're basically saying as yeah, you're basically saying it as he's not coming back as singles Jeff. It's most likely as Hardy Boys riding off into exactly. the sunset type exactly. of type of run. Yes. I mean, if that's the case, then hopefully, you know, it's somewhat entertaining because I feel like now there's not much, there's just not much more you could do that'll surprise us. Mm. At least with Jeff. Yeah. Like, we done seen Jeff jump from 50 feet in the air on top of Randy Orton. He's done jumped off of tractor trailers against Umaga. I wouldn't mind them just recreating what they did before they got to WWE. Like if they, like if they were to. Something like they they were doing on the indie scene. If they were able to do what they did before they came back at that WrestleMania for that ladder match and just Mm-hmm. have a promotion fest where they're just going to every promotion facing every top tag team one last time and then right off oh, into yeah, the sunset yeah. just knowing they face some of the best tag teams of today and yesteryear then that's fine by me yeah I mean because there's a few tag teams that they could do that with. they could run it back with the Bucks one more time they can do the thing with FTR yeah, the Briscoes will be popping up eventually. You could do something with them. Yeah, I think they already confirmed a, a tag match with those guys. With who? I think either either it was either it was the Hardys or it was or it was the Good Brothers. I think it was the Good Brothers. But what was the Briscoes? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that was um, I think that was FTR. Oh, it was FTR. I, I see. I, I see. I seen FTR on a Super. Well, either either way, they could they could have a you know a best tag teams of today spots, um, and just finish it there. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. Just 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 who are the best tag teams? We got a list. We yeah. got a list. We're gonna hit everybody on the list. We're gonna finish with these guys at all out, and we're gonna retire right after that. Most likely the Bucks, but yeah. Right. And then they'll go into the WWE Hall of Fame and then they'll go into the TNA Hall of Fame. <laughs> Honestly, I don't see them going in for the for WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, not because of WWE. I see them denying it a couple of times. Mm. Like I like Matt might deny it once and then accept it. I could see Jeff denying it like I could see Jeff pulling a Batista oh, and just yeah. being like, no. Well, you know what? No. You remember, they offered he, pro- it to he probably him. is going to hold a grudge. Because remember, they offered him this year. 
they, they were going to put him in. They were going to put him in Taker in the but same remember class. He, but said remember, no. he denied it because they weren't taking him in Matt. <clears throat> yeah, well, no, it was that, and he want, he just wanted the results of his drug test. That's true too. So I I, th- I could see Jeff holding a grudge for a grip. Like, no, I'm okay. Mm-mm. Like it, it 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 would have to be like a Kurt Angle type of thing. Like you just said, like we don't need Jeff to come back to WWE and be Kurt. Yeah, but it would have to just be the right set of circumstances, the right moment, the right. Give it like five years. Some Which time sounds like for, a long some time. time for the wound to heal. Yeah, because that that's what had to happen with Kurt. I mean, Kurt had to heal his wounds, and WWE events had to heal theirs with Kurt. Mm-hmm. But it all happens for a reason. So I could, yeah, he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. But you know who was really good at mending fences or uh, uh, rebuilding bridges? That's probably like never coming back. Uh, I, 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 won't, I won't even. I won't even go there. I won't even do it. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, he's he's probably going to hold on to I'll that. Say you, 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 I say you, you can't just go there and then take it back. We already in the car. We already just, driving. You know who made it possible for a lot of people to get into the Hall of Fame that weren't going to get into the Hall of Fame? Fucking Hunter Hearst. I know Helmsley. you're going to say it. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who who's gotten forced out of this business. <laughs> but I won't go on that rant today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure and in prayers to him as well. I know he's probably mourning himself yeah ah, man still crazy uh well getting to better news jeff is in aw uh jericho has a new group that's still all about jericho for some reason um mm. another returning person um at the end of or the cusp of the begin to beginning and an end um, where we see the end of NXT as we mm. knew it, we see the dawn of a new alliance in Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Let me say it right. Mm. John Moxley mm. and mm. Lord William Regal. Thank God. And it was heartwarming to watch because um, Regal got really kind of caught up. Not even kind of. Mm-hmm. He got caught up. He got, yeah. He, he got caught up. Um, he got caught up uh, and, and he ran kind of long and he apologized for it, but he was kind of riffing. They kind of just let him go. They gave him like a CM Punk kind of moment where they just kind of let him do him and at some point he was gonna end <laughs> um, yeah but he hit every spot he needed to he almost cried talking to um uh uh, uh tony shivani um yeah. but it was it was very good and it was just good to see regal kind of just be free and live in the moment and um be appreciated for who he is Absolutely, definitely one of the one of the most under matter of fact. Yeah, I, I can I can go there. 
one of the most underappreciated people as a manager mm-hmm. or as a GM. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes in the ring, that man is so underappreciated. It's not even funny. Seriously. Seriously. And I mean, that's that. That's the he's touched so many people. I didn't even know he had his hands in Daniel Bryan. I, I keep saying Daniel Bryan. It's force of habit. Brian Danielson. I didn't even know he had his hands on Brian Danielson. I knew so many of the other you names. You know what? I knew so many of the other names. I didn't even realize he also had his hands in um in Brian Danielson. Him and uh Shawn Michaels. I, I was gonna say, so you and me are opposites on that. Because you said you didn't know he had a hand with Brian Danielson. Yeah. I had no idea he had a hand with Moxley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Man, it's know. amazing to see, man. The six degrees of separation of William Regal are legendary. Seriously, he could cut the same promo that yeah. uh, Alex Shelley had, cu- had had cut on Impact, basically saying that you know, um, you can go anywhere and find my influence. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm everywhere. I've touched everybody who's anybody. Yeah, that that man's been all over the place. He's you figure WCW, WWE, now AEW. That mm-hmm. dude has had an influence. Uh, I was going to say an influx. That dude has had an impact on so many people inside the business now and outside the business now that it's it's really astounding. And and honestly, if Tony's smart, he'll be using he'll be he'll be using probably um if I was if I was Tony, I'd be divulging less of my time to to uh, uh, talent scouting and more to the writing room and kind of put Regal at head of talent relations and talent scouting because William yeah. Regal has found a ton of amazing wrestlers. So I would kind of put him back in that role. Like, hey, man, you, you, know, you go out, you find the people, we'll have you here in the writing room, mm-hmm. we'll have you managing them on TV and just be Again. regal, just general manage, dude. That's what he does best. Because you figure between him and Matt Bloom, who, who those of you who don't know, A-Train, Albert, Lord Tensai, whatever you want to call him. Gotta love him. Also between a rated legend. Between him and Matt Bloom, they found a lot of NXT talent. Like yeah, a man. lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's there's some key people that, and they're always the underrated people, right? That have mm-hmm. found, uh, found and or trained huge, huge names. You know, God, look at Al Snow, From Al Regal, Snow, Regal, Al Snow, Matt Bloom, um, Regal, Al Lance Snow, Storm. Matt Bloom, Lance Storm. Hate to say it, but Brian Kendrick, you wouldn't have Ronda Rousey as good as she is without him. Um, just, just some amazing, some amazing people behind the scenes that don't get enough credit for the people that they find. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. And I guess, I guess you would have to hand it to, well, well, there, there's, there's still more to see. I was going to say, I was going to say that, uh, Cody and his, and his, uh, group of people, but at the same time, they got to make more stars. Yeah. The hook yeah. can't be the only one. You, you can't just keep dipping. <laughs> it can't just be. Yeah, you gotta have more than you that. You can't. You can't just keep. You can't 
you can't keep fishing in the WWE ocean. You, you gotta you gotta grow some fish in your own pond every now and then. That's true. Hardcore Holly too. People don't people don't mention Hardcore Holly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that leads me to my last point. We got Regal, we got Jeff, we got Jericho. Um, Regal bringing together two people who were very big on the Indies um, and Brian Danielson and, and John Moxley. And when you think about, uh, when you think about Brian Danielson, when you think about um, kind of all the people we've mentioned today from Kevin Owens to Seth Rollins and um, all of these people, one of the places that they all come from is Ring of Honor. And I guess the biggest news since we've been having these special edition episodes has been that Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor. Woo-wee. That is... Thank God it's him and not Vince. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, no, you're right. Thank no, you. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just, and, and he got it for a good deal, like a relatively good deal. So that just tells me, remember when we had the, the, um, the discussion where it was, ah, oh, fuck, I forget how it went. Um, when, when they were going on hiatus. And we were like, does this mean they're going out of business? Does this just mean they're taking a break? Mm-hmm. We were hoping that it wasn't them going out of business. But now seeing it, it kind of looks like they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vince would have jumped on that video library in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. Um, so to see so to see Tony Khan got not, it for the price. One thing we do not need, people, is Vince getting a hold of another library to not use it at all except for putting it on Peacock for the guys he already has on the main roster. You would have yeah. gotten nothing but the highlights of Kevin Owens and El Generico. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's about Pretty it. much. That's about and it. Seth Rollins. But and that's Seth about Rollins. It. Yeah, because uh, Claudio isn't there. And all the other people from ROH that he loves that he's been slowly getting out of the business. Mm-hmm. It had been like Evolve all over again. Yeah, and nobody talks much. about Evolve, <laughs> but but you know what? If you're looking for Matt Riddle highlights, that's that's the place to go. <laughs> Didn't promote it yeah. at all. Bought it like he was gonna do something, and then just you know, nothing. And he would have did the same thing with the Impact Library because remember there was talk that he almost got his hands on that. Thank goodness that didn't yeah. happen. I feel like Tony Khan really is the Thanos of freaking wrestling right now. He's found a way to reverse everything that Vince McMahon did and be just as successful. Yeah, basically because it's, it's a reverse monopoly. Vince. Yeah, because Vince even said it. He got to where he's at by being ruthless, by being maniacal in the business. Tony is really doing the exact opposite. Tony's not being, I mean, he's being ruthless, but he's not being ruthless. He's, he's being more. He's being aggressively bold. friendly. 
Yeah, like he like he he's being more bold with his mm-hmm. with his actions. He's and he's not really being maniacal. He's being I don't even want to say calculated, but it, cal- it feels like calculated. I feel like that's a good term. I, I mean, it's calculated, but it, like I said, I feel like I feel like a good term is, is aggressively friendly. He's mm-hmm. he's so confident that he's going to succeed that he's lending himself to every other company that wants to work with him. Yeah, because, because he knows he's going to be successful in the long run. And it's a it's it's kind of a business. It's kind of a business model. Like it's not really like a you scratch my back, I scratch your back kind of thing. It's like, all right, we can help each other. We can both make each other better. Mm. Like we can, you lend me this guy or, or yeah, like you lend me this guy and I'll let this guy come over there and wrestle on your show. It'll mm. get more eyes on your show. So it feels like that's what Tony's doing. Tony bought Ring of Honor and announced it on TV the way Vince did it back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's going to, he's, He's gonna automatically get more eyes onto Ring of Honor. Absolutely, and the TV deal is coming. But this is what see. This is my thing now, though. This is the question, and I feel like we might have talked about it in private, but it'd be great to discuss it here. Now, I've been thinking since he bought Ring of Honor, and everyone was since released from Ring of Honor um, that they publicly stated was kind of released of their contracts. Now that now that he has Ring of Honor purchased, do you feel, do you create a SmackDown for yourself? Do you feel all the people you haven't been able to get on TV that are really good, that are looking for their chance and make use of this overstuffed roster by assigning some ROH veterans and putting all the guys that have been waiting for their chance onto ROH. Because I feel like it's a smart business decision. You could say, because in a way it gets past a roadblock because you could say the argument could have been, oh, you just made another AEW. But in reality, ROH doesn't have a roster. Mm -hmm. So if I sign my guys to ROH, it's really just creating, it's just really just stabilizing ROH. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really what it is because you already have guys on your, and I think that's part of the reason he got it so cheap too, was because everybody was released from their contract. You didn't have to worry about exactly. people's contracts and this, yep. that, and the third. Cause I, I was having this conversation with Bobby Rassels on um, from the all about wrestling podcast. And he was baffled that Tony bought it. He was like, how can he afford to buy another wrestling company? You got to remember, Tony Khan is not, he's he's not like just a regular rich dude. Tony Khan has money to throw around. Yeah. Like he You figure he owns AEW, number one. Number two, he's in the group that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest football team in the world, but, you know, there's still an NFL team. team. Yeah. <laughs> and then he owns... Fulham FC, the soccer team. Mm-hmm. So you you own AW, you own a football team in America, you own a European football team, and now you just bought another wrestling company. Tony has the money to do this. This is not 
and like he and like Tony said, he's a fan. He's been a fan of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to agree with you that you can start a second. You can start yourself a quote unquote SmackDown, but they don't have to be AEW. Blah blah blah. They exactly. can still be a ring of. They, they can, can still, still be, ring, be of honor. ring of Honor. But because yeah. I tell you what, it'll create just as many stars. The the thing about it is. Tony's been managing to get away with keeping the people on his undercard relevant in their space because mm-hmm. he doesn't cross universe a lot. Yeah. The people that are always seen on Rampage are always seen on Rampage. The people that are always on Dark are always on Dark. And maybe some main people will come down there and every once in a while, if somebody's got some real heat, they'll come up to the main show. Yeah. Putting those guys that are in dark, like taking away one dark show um, and having and ha- well, and having Rampage be kind of an old school Saturday night main event like it kind of already is. You can create you can take the, the stars that are only on YouTube and make them into real stars getting ROH a TV deal. Because I guarantee you, nobody knew how long the guns were undefeated in AEW Dark and Dark Elevation and all that, except for like me and like real Billy Gunn fans that were had their eyes on this group. Yeah. But if you put them in ROH, they're trios champions. Mm-hmm. If you put um, the Varsity Blondes on Ring of Honor, they can be tag team champs. And no one would bat an eye because mm-hmm. they're not, it's not um, because they don't put the jobbers on that show. They just put a bunch of guys that are hungry that haven't, that we haven't found space for yet on that show. Yeah. So anybody you put on our wage is still going to have the same relevancy. It's not going to feel like a B show. Um, it's just going to have ROH people. I was just going to have yeah. the AEW um, rest of the roster and you can split some of these big names into ROH and still um, grow some of the younger ones and still grow some of the younger ones. You can run the same model you've run in dynamite, but now you have uh, a legitimate company with legitimate prestigious belts um, to also push them on. And you don't have to worry about all these main eventers on the same show because you've got a ton of main eventers on the same show and Shane Strickland. I'm not Shane Strickland. um, Swerve Scott. Swerve Strickland, whatever. Kill shot from Lucia Underground is is definitely is definitely becoming ROH champion faster than he's becoming AEW champion. Not because he's not as good as everybody else, but because there's such a long ladder. Yeah, uh, and what you just said got me thinking. It could kind of be like when this might not be the best example, but when ECW came back in like oh five oh six that time frame mm-hmm. and they took like a select few guys from wwe and put them on the ecw mm-hmm. quote unquote show because one they were overcrowded two they needed people to help elevate the people that were on ecw mm-hmm. and three it gave those guys that they pulled from wwe a chance to either get a title or to build themselves like mm-hmm. they like Kurt 
Kurt yeah. didn't get a belt when he went over there, but Kurt elevated people. Mm-hmm. John Morrison got a belt when he went over there. It elevated him a little bit. Big Show. Big he Show. He became a monster again. Yeah, you, you got Big Show back the way he used to be. You, you molded Bobby Lashley into what Bobby Lashley should have been had he was had he been able to stick around. Exactly. Like we we got we didn't get hurt business Bobby. We got Dominator Bobby, which is essentially just essentially just as good know. to me. I love Dominator Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Dominator Bobby's just hurt business Bobby without the suit. Exactly. So this is very good stuff over there. So I, I all in all, that's probably the biggest news from AEW. And I'm excited to see what Tony does because I, at this point, I trust Tony to do the right thing. And the only two yeah. contracts he really has to keep up with are from two of the best wrestlers in the independence right now, Deanna Perrazzo and Jonathan Grisham. So, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and they're most likely going to come back anyway. Exactly. So in reality you're starting with some of the best and all you have to do is surround them with equal talent and some young guys that mm-hmm. they can elevate. And yeah. you get that there with, you get that there with Billy, you get that there with, um, with guys like Tony Nese and um, some of the ladies. You, you could even, you could even take the factory over there. Yep, you could take the factory over there. Um, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of people, and and it's not like Tony Khan didn't have um, a great team of people backstage. Honestly, if he wanted to, I wouldn't mind having um, Mox and and Brian Danielson pull kind of double duty with Regal and ROH. Yeah, because you figure Mox is already the Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, not Mox. Danielson's already the Hall of Famer. Mox has the indie, you know, the indie indie scene ingrained in him. So mm-hmm. you just add Regal to the mix, and it it work. It makes for have have Regal show up night one like Triple H in the middle of the ring before NXT pay per view, and be like, yeah. "I'm the general manager of Ring of Honor. Huge pop, great general manager." And then you just have have Brian and Mox come down every now and then for like a big match here and there for a space filler for some young guys that we have no titles for, but are doing really well. You know what I'm saying? Like there's stuff to do. Mm -hmm. There's stuff to do. And I trust Tony to get that done. It it keeps, it keeps everyone utilized. Exactly. All right. Are we at the end, man? Yeah. I think that's everything, bro. Oh, wait, how do you feel about, um, how do you feel about your girls getting together real quick? Uh, Liv and Rhea Ripley. Um, I, I feel like I've seen this before. Um, it's not really, it feels like they're doing it because they had nothing better for them to do. We don't, we can't release you, but we don't want you sitting around. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give you both the. We don't want to give you guys the title push, even though Liv should have gotten the title push. But you know, <laughs> like that's, that's neither here nor there. We don't oh, want to give you guys boy. the title push, but we got to do something with you. So, 
let's just make you guys a tag team. You're both blonde. One's really tall. One's short. You know, we get the we get the the brother vibes going between Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> they like you. They like you. You're both Triple H people. I have no idea what to do with you. <laughs> let's just you, let's you, just put you on a tag you, team and. You put your names together. It sounds kind of catchy. We live for brutality. Okay, great. Let's go. I like my name better, but. What was your name? My name was The Living Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I seen that one too. That to me was a better name, but it is what it is. Either way, still still the same ballpark. Still, still kind of Either way, they're in the mid card and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going to win the titles. Now, now, me saying that if they actually won the titles, I'm gonna be happy. But yes, yes, uh, it's just because because who's who are the champs now? It's um, Carmella and Zelina. Yeah, and they they look like they might be on the breaking point. So yeah, knows, let's, let's get the belts off of them. Yeah, yeah. If it does yeah. happen, we'll be extremely happy. If it does happen, I'll be convinced that um, maybe Vince is turning some kind of new leaf. Where he's like giving us what a lot of what we want at the catalyst of destroying one person. (laughs) And even if he's not giving us exactly what we want, he's giving us he's giving us a taste of what we want. Right, right. If we can get Seth and Cody, if we can get KO and Austin, if we can get Dolph as NXT champ, Finn as US champ, Ricochet's IC champ, I get to destroy Pete Dunne. All right, fine, fair trade. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you put it like that, it kind of makes me not upset that they changed Pete Dunn's name anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Pete Dunn is butch, but we're getting Edge versus AJ at WrestleMania. Yeah, it, we're, we're letting the fans run the My GM for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if that's the catalyst for it, that's the way we should start balancing these things. For uh-huh. every one person you get to destroy, we get however many good matches. <laughs> D- depending on the person you destroy, we we get a we get a set amount of things we want in return. Exactly, that's a fair exchange. That's how we just start doing these. Instead yeah. of you just destroying everybody, we get some good stuff, and you get to destroy like one or two people. Make it make it worth our while. You know what I mean? This is gonna be like NFL trades where we gotta where we gotta grade the trade. Like, all right. They're, they're ruining this person but we're getting this this and maybe getting this and, and some considerations <laughs> it, it literally sounds like um it literally sounds like paul was back there making a deal with vince like Heyman was <laughs> Heyman and vince we, we were gotta just have going some... back and forth arguing i want to change his name to butch and make him a racist irishman well well you can't just do that and we don't get any well we'll, we'll hell then make Dolph make Dolph nxt champion then you can make his name butch done <laughs> like no that's not enough that's not the point you're gonna ruin nxt if you do this all right well well, let's make somebody else from NXT great too. Let's make Finn the champion here. Right. Okay. You know that that kind of levels it out I, a little I, bit. I'll even throw in Ricochet. But, right. Just, just come on. Let me just kill this guy. Come on, one time. <laughs> uh, okay. We we accept your trade proposal. <laughs> Send in the card. And make it official. It's terrible. All right, man. But we're at the end of the rope. Let's get these shout outs in, man. Is it is it is it going to be you or is it going to be me? Um, I'll let you kick, uh, you can kick it off this one. All 
All right, man. Well, as always, I got to start it off with Doghouse Gaming. For all your retro gaming needs, um, as always, man, go check them out. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook, Doghouse Gaming. Um, after that, I have a couple people to shout out. First and foremost, after that, I want to shout out Alex Kane for coming on the show. Thank you so much, my guy. It was a pleasure talking to you. You were absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Um, and we couldn't have picked anybody better for the 50th wrestler of the pod. Two time, guys. He's not a he's not it's not the only one. We brought him back. Mm-hmm. Um I want to give a shout out to Monster Factories, uh Michael Z from the Four Monster Factory. I want to give a shout out to the Certified Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, uh, the Media Mix Podcast. And I believe that wraps it up for me. All righty. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you threw in the Alex Kane shout out because if you didn't, I was going to. Somebody had to do it. Um, so I'm gonna shout out, I'm gonna shout out a few a few of our people who show us some love. First things first, we got to shout out all about wrestling podcast. Bobby Rassels just had himself a great show. You need to go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I'm going to shout out the Wrestling Fanatics, you know, that group as well. But I'm going to shout out one person in particular because this man has finally made his long-awaited return back to making videos, making some content. AJ, the collecting legend, shout out to you, bro. Great fan of the show. Always show us mad love. Glad to see you back in the game making videos and dope content. Go check him out if you haven't already. We're going to shout out Mr. Awesome. We got to get Arcade Pop. If you guys don't follow them on YouTube, you need to go check them out. Um, Is there anybody else we got to get in here? Uh, Official DJ Blade. I I can't not show this man some love. He supports the show. Been a great friend. Great person to interact with. Go check him out on Twitch if you haven't already. Goes live every Tuesday and Thursday, 7.30 Eastern. Dope times, great people, great vibes. Official DJ Blade. And also, I'm going to shout out. I'm going to give us a shout out, man. (laughs) If you guys haven't entered our giveaway on our YouTube channel, 316. Wednesday is the last day. We'll be announcing the winner that this weekend, actually, when this airs. Um, but 316 is the last day you can enter for this mystery box. And the only thing that I know that's going in it for sure is the OG Stone Cold Pot. So if you guys want to get in on this action, go to our YouTube channel, find the Stevie Jobber special announcement, follow them rules, enter the giveaway, and may the odds be forever in your favor. Yes, sir. All right, that does it, man. Yes. Um, so guys, that's everything. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you know, you can check us out wherever podcasts can be played, whether it be Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can listen, you can find us there. Check us out on YouTube, the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. Uh, you got our website, the dangerous jobbers website.com. You got us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, guys. Hope you have a blessed one. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous.
Saskatchewan. Spinning